Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to talk a little college football. We'll mix a little jazz in as well. Uh, he, of course, he hosts each and every morning from 6 to 10 right here on the Zone Sports Network alongside David James. He's our good friend, Patrick Kinahan. PK, what's happening? Dudes, it is so good to be with you. You talk about kicking off the Christmas spe- season in the correct spirit. That's exactly what this is for me. PK, I, mi- I missed you yesterday because I-, I played some golf and I, I threw out a last-minute invite your way. But uh, let me tell you, uh, the ground is 100% frozen, and it was like playing off concrete. You didn't miss much. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Seemed a little chilly. You can't uh, even get but... the – I couldn't even get the tea in the ground. Oh, you couldn't? No, it was it was something else. Oh. I had a good time. I missed you. Didn't that, it was didn't fun. That but... help, didn't, help, didn't that help you get some distance out of your drives, though? Yeah. Uh, no, because you have to switch to a shorter tee because if you use the big long tees, it's sticking up about a foot and a half. No, I mean bouncing off the ice, uh, the frozen oh. ground. Yeah, well, what what yeah, happened is you'd, you'd hit a uh, an approach shot that would hit the green and would bounce up like it was shot off a trampoline. <laughs> yeah. Well, the UGA uh, shuts down the ability to put your handicap in in northern Utah after October because it's not the same as it would be during the traditional golf year, golf season, I should say, because of that very thing. Your drives and all that, it can go longer, but it can also screw up your game. So, PK, let me ask you a question. If you had one bit of advice for all of our listeners as far as a golf tip goes, what would you give? I play pickleball. <laughs> 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 Good advice. Okay. Uh, okay. PK, I was uh, I was listening this morning to your show, as I always do. And uh, speaking about the Utes, uh, you said something that, that stood out to me that I, I really uh, agree with. And uh, Kyle Whittingham, after the game, criticized, uh, really criticized Coach Ludwig for the vanilla play calling because they almost blew it in the fourth quarter. And you were talking today, I couldn't agree more. Like, Coach Witt, careful on your messaging there because you're the one who really harps on the turnovers and don't sink the ship. And now that's exactly what he does. And you come out and blast him for it. That just didn't seem <laughs> didn't seem right to me. It's a quandary for Kyle. How about that? Yeah. It's always something that, that has been go- ongoing. You know, he's had uh, more offensive coordinators than Gordon tells stories that designed to make Gordon look really good. So that gives give you an idea of how many stories or how many coordinators he's had. And I've gotten to know a few of them. And a lot of them say the same thing. You know, the, the design of the def- of the offense in a lot of cases is to protect the defense. So I haven't talked to Andy about this situation, but I'm thinking that that's what he was thinking too, is, hey, the only way we're going to lose this game, Oregon State's got a backup quarterback. They've got their third team tailback, and we need to win. It's a jacked up season, but we still need to win. And the only way we're going to lose this game is if we give Oregon State's offense a bunch of short fields. So it, they won the game. And my guess is Kyle probably would back off a little bit. But, you know, he's an emotional guy, and 
she's in this. He's been frustrated since I can tell you since July. Uh, with a lot of different things, and then not to be going playing games, and who knows if you got to take attendance every day of practice because you don't know who's available, and all these things are just sort of coming to a head now. I mean, a lot of these coaches in the conference just want this thing done with. I saw today on Twitter that uh, somebody asked uh, Bronco Mendenhall about getting his Virginia team to play on the 19th, and he said no. <laughs> so that ought to let you know that these guys just want this thing over with, so many of them. You know, all that said, PK, doesn't that, wouldn't that make Kyle so that he felt like it was okay to go ahead and exercise that offense and let it do what it's going to try and do moving forward as opposed to, to, to you know, clipping it down for one game against one team? Yeah, well, you're going to have to ask Fred Whittingham that question, and Fred Whittingham is in the great beyond because Fred Whittingham instilled into Kyle everything that Kyle believes in in football. And so at this late stage of his career, he's not changing. <laughs> so that's just who he is. And plus, I don't know how much they really trust Jake Bentley because, you know, he had turnover issues himself. So, you know, maybe if it was Cam Rising, I get your point. That's the biggest bummer about this season is that they won't be able to get Cam Rising in to get him the experience that could set it up for next season. And that stinks because if he could have been here this year, then they really had much more of a point to set these guys up for next year because they've got so many younger guys that are getting good experience this year. And now uh, they'll have that experience, and we'll see it for somebody like Ty Jordan. And uh, the fact that uh, Cam Rising isn't there to get this experience really stinks overall. So I get your point, uh, but uh, Kyle's at its co- is his core is who, it is, is, is who he is. Plus, I think he felt just the pressure of not wanting to go 0-3 in conference. Sticking with the Utes for a second, PK, and we'll get uh, your thoughts on the Cougs and, and the Jazz as well, but sticking with the Utes, they have the Buffs this week. The Buffs are undefeated. And Carl Durrell... Um, you know, I I wasn't the biggest fan of his at UCLA, but that that was the best the Bruins have been really since, and uh, maybe with a, a season or two uh, exception. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, Jim Moore had a couple of seasons yeah. there. Uh, but uh, but he gets that Colorado job. Mel Tucker obviously leaving after after one year, uh, but but it it seems like he's I don't want to say figured something out because that sounds too dramatic. But whatever he's doing there seems to be working. Well, they played uh, Arizona, who sucks. I mean, doesn't exactly break my heart. But then they had Stanford that really hadn't found itself. I, I think that, you know, and I haven't followed Colorado super closely except for watching them on television. Uh, you know, everyone's been battered by this COVID deal. So it's a question of what guys are available and when they're available. And so, but at the same time, they are 4 0. And I think t- it's a shame uh, Tucker did what he did, obviously. But I think Tucker. Uh, brought in a pretty good class. And Tucker, I believe, would have gotten Colorado to be pretty competitive. But, you know, he takes off, and I'm I'm not going to criticize anybody for taking off to double your salary because nobody else is going to give you that money. And so he took it. Good for him. And so I don't think Colorado was in that bad of a shape, but I think they've taken advantage of the situation probably as well as anyone. And But they still are 4-0, and so what? They've got uh, two games left. Maybe they can be exposed, or maybe they can. Maybe they're better than we all thought. I mean, who's to say? So they'll get, they'll get a real good test this week, a Friday night with Utah, because 
I suspected Utah was going to get better, and I think we've seen the improvement, especially as they've discovered Ty Jordan, who just looks like a human bowling ball and looks like, wow, for a freshman, they really got something there. PK, what were your major takeaways from uh, BYU's uh, loss against Coastal Carolina and getting beat in the trenches, man? Yeah, most disappointing loss they've had in years because everybody was so excited about that game. And if you watch Saturday, all Fox halftime, ESPN halftime, SportsCenter, you know, all those things, they were leading with that game because there wasn't really another game to lead with. And it was two undefeateds in December and all that stuff. And, man, they just squandered just a phenomenal opportunity to really assert themselves. you got to give it up for uh, Coastal Carolina. They won the ball game. But, yeah, the opportunity to pre- just really separate yourselves, unlike anything that you've done as an independent, and you just bleeped it away, just is really bothersome. And I was surprised uh, from the offensive perspective that they only managed 17. You know, I thought that with this, I called it the uh, gunshot. You know, sort of the option from the shotgun formation, right? You don't normally see that. So I figured that Coastal was going to be able to move the ball a little bit. And sure enough, they did. And they put them – the problem with BYU there defensively is that every time you turned around, it was second and two or third and one. And that's just not the way to play defense, right? I expected that to a good degree. And at the same time, they only scored 22 points, which isn't an outrageous amount of points, but the offense really let down the Cougars, drop passes, uh, turnovers, uh, bad play decision-making, and, you know, the one kid Jackson catching the pass and deciding that he's going to just run the other side of the field and do my Barry Sanders impression and, you know, lose should have been third and six instead of third and 30 or whatever it was. So you, you factor all those things in, and it was just a woeful effort at a time they needed it the most, and then that boneheaded reason to have to call timeout on that punt. I really believe if you would have given Zach Wilson another timeout so they could have some more time, they had to stand a decent chance of pulling that thing out. But just being forcing yourselves to have to use a timeout because you may have had 12 men on the field and punt, punt receiving team, that's completely and totally unacceptable in your 10th game of the season. I think that Coastal Carolina was pretty good. I really do. I love their offense. I think I've never seen anything like it. I, I thought their offense was creative, and and those running backs are, are really good. I thought the the quarterback was smart, but BYU, I I expected them to be tougher. Coastal Carolina came out and they were a tough team. They played hard and they played tough, borderlining on dirty at times. You know, which of course was a discussion uh, throughout the game. BYU didn't they they didn't play tough, and that surprised me. Is that something that surprised you? I don't think they expected uh, the emotional nature of the game. This was Coastal Carolina's biggest game ever, literally. It's biggest game ever. Now, they've only been Division One just a handful of years, so there's not a huge sample. And BYU did not match that intensity. You take that intensity that BYU showed against Navy, remember, when they were all jacked up and they're dancing and they're going nuts on the sidelines, and you didn't really see that. And you saw that from Coastal Carolina. And that was a problem, and they couldn't match it. You know, so many times they go out on the road, and there's 10,000, as Gordon can attest, because we've been on the road many times with these guys over the years, and you have too, Jake. 10,000 of your best Cougar fans there getting you all excited, and they just didn't match that energy. So, yeah, to answer, to respond to what you just said, 
I was surprised too because they had a big advantage, you would have thought, in the trenches, and it didn't manifest. And I saw Brady Christensen from the offensive perspective said the loss is on the offensive line. He put it right out on himself, and I agree. Hard to get excited uh, to generate that kind of energy when you can't stop the run, PK. I know, and, that, and that, that's, that was the issue, as I said. And then every time you turned around, it was second and two. And they never yeah. got behind the chains. They rarely were in a pressing situation to where that's the – you talk to coaches, and we've talked to coaches, you know, Gordon and I combined of about 80 years now. <laughs> and you talk to coaches, and third down is the money down. Well, third down, when it's third and one, you're getting free money practically. Uh, uh, particularly on a team that runs the ball so well. You know, it's really, really hard. We saw that with the Air Force for so many years. If you get them third and short, you're dead. Forget it. You've got to get them in third and long. And the Cougars never, rarely, if ever, got Coastal Carolina in that situation. And that just kept their offense out on the field, and then they got momentum. And that's where they needed the offense. In my mind, the offense needed to step up, and it didn't. P.K., I want to ask you about the Jazz while we've got you. How much better do you think they made themselves this offseason? I don't know that they really have made themselves better in the offseason. I think the fact that when you look at Conley and Bogdanovich, 40% of their starting lineup was brand new. I think the fact that if they're not brand new now, I think that can make them better. And Favors certainly can make them better because he has the ultimate familiarity. They'll never sign a free agent ever probably who has this much familiarity with what the coach wants him to do because obviously he wants to be here and he was here before and so he knows everything about Quinn Snyder and everything that they're asking him to do speaking of Derek he already knows it so he's going to make him better but I think that where I suspect that they would be better is just the fact that they'll know exactly what they're supposed to do and there should be no feeling out process right I, I, I had to laugh you know, last year, oh, Mike Conley, you know, all those years he drove to the to the arena in the same way. And now, I mean, I realize they're making a point and he had to take a, an unfamiliar route from his house to the basketball facility. Well, the great thing about that is he ought to know the way. And if he if he his phone, you just get in the car, at least my phone. Every time I go to the gym, it tells me how far it is away because they somehow they, I don't know how that works, but they pick it up. So the point being, none, nothing should be unfamiliar. Everything should be familiar. They should know exactly what they're doing. And as long as they have their health, I think that makes them better and puts them in the thick of things. As far I don't, I think the Lakers obviously made themselves better, but I'm not sure anybody else made themselves better in, in the off season. You know, Houston, Oklahoma City, no, no. Uh, Denver, Denver lost some some pieces that you know some glue guys, as they say. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is ready to step up, and you know he's talking about how he believes he could be the second scorer, best so- scorer on that team. So I suspect Denver will be better. Portland, uh, probably better if with, with the return of Nurkic and Collins. But those, especially Collins, seems to be hurt a lot. And then they got Covington, right? And he should help. So I, I would think Portland would be better. So you put those teams in there, and the Clippers. I'm not sure what to think about them. I'll have to see that. I think all those things, all those teams are together, and you know how's it going to shake out? Lakers are number one, but I think two is available to be had if they play to the capability that they have. Based on what you saw out of the bubble play, PK, do you expect Donovan Mitchell to be uh, 
not just a star this year, but a superstar? Yeah, I do. Absolutely, I do. I was listening to Reggie Theus talk, and he was saying, you know, so much emphasis is on the three-pointer, right? He said, but in the playoffs, he said, that's where I think the mid-range game really matters, and you see it more so, and you got to have it. Well, I know they made a big deal about the familiarity of the shooting background and so forth, and, and that probably helped Mitchell with his three-point percentage, which was, I believe was over 50%, which is absolutely incredible. But the thing that I think can really separate him is that mid-range game in the postseason when you really need a bucket. Buckets are much harder to come by in the postseason than it is the regular season. And that's where I think that he can separate himself. Yeah, I'm expecting him to be an all-league caliber, all-NBA, and I know there's a lot of money at stake for him if he gets that. But I think he will. Whatever Damon Lillard has accomplished, which is a lot, I see no reason why Mitchell can't be right there. What about Rudy Gobert? Do you think the Jazz re-sign him? I don't know about that, man. I don't know. I, I, you know, I was talking with somebody just today on that very topic, and they told me, "Well, something's going on. You know, what's it going to be?" Uh, and plus, you factor in a new owner too. And what do we know? I don't know. I mean, uh, Ryan Smith. Obviously, he's got the finances, but he didn't get the finances by being irresponsible with the finances, right? So I don't know what he's looking at. I don't know what he's interested in and what will happen, how much does he want to go into the luxury tax and all that, and how much is Gobert demanding, and how much will he accept. Those are all intriguing questions, and they'll be answered in time. But I can't say specifically I feel, oh, this will happen or that will happen, but I'm sure intrigued. And I, I've also spoken to a lot of jazz folks who believe if they want to win, you've got to have Gobert back. Uh, and if you, you know, if, you, if you let him walk for nothing, which I don't think would happen, that's worst-case scenario. But if you trade him, you know, historically, the team that gets the best player of all the guys who have been moved from Team A and B, they're the, wins, the ones that win the trade. So you know, what could you get back? And, and in my mind, every single player is a commodity. That's why I don't, I'm not interested in being any of their friends. To me, they're here to win ball games, And you know, I'm much older than them now anyway, so it wouldn't happen. But I, I don't see why you would get so close to them because they're there to, to win games. And the point being, if you can get somebody who can help you win more games, you do it. Final thing for me, uh, PK, I wanted to ask you, give us the most positive thing about working with DJ for, what, 45 years now and the most <laughs> negative thing. The most negative thing. Uh, well, since, you know, I'm me, so I'll go with the negative first because I, I like to – I like to get that out of the way. Uh, the fact that uh, he gets something, and I'm sure there's a thousand things he could say about me, but he gets something into his head and just repeats it over and over, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> like, so for instance, he always used to say, well, Cal, with Chase Garber's at quarterback, they were undefeated. And I realize we turn over the audience, but you don't turn over me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when Cal lost his first game, I texted Yach and said, oh, thank goodness they've lost. Now we don't have to hear. Well, you know, Cal was undefeated when Chase Garbers played because he missed half the games last year with an injury. <laughs> so you don't have to hear that. And, and he gets locked in on something. <laughs> just just pounds it in and in over and over. And sometimes I just want to smack him upside the head. And then, and then the, I, I think the best thing about him is just his availability. The guy is always there. He, he, I mean, he, he rarely takes vacation. 
and you know <laughs> he's just he's just always there. You can you can count on him virtually every single day that he's going to walk through that door, and the first commercial break he's going to launch into some boring you know what story, and then you try to figure out something for him to do because the advent of the internet is the greatest thing ever for me because I just say oh I wonder about whatever and then he'll go look it up and then it'll occupy his time during a commercial break and then we'll come back and we'll start talking about it again and uh, so his availability you know some guys they're not there as much he's just there every day and we've been you doing this for aggressive little punks <laughs> <laughs> oh everybody have a sore throat then oh and the thing about it too now, this is funny. Now, when something goes wrong, it's usually at the catastrophic level. Of course, it isn't, but he thinks it is. Like that time he got stung by the bee and he had to go in and he said he had an anaphylactic shock or something. I mean, come on. And, I, and then people, when I make fun of him, people will rally hit to his defense and just, just hammer me. And it's a good pattern that we have because my job, <clears throat> excuse me, is to elicit emotion. His job, he's the best at setting me up, man. When he's not there, I feel, I don't want to say I feel lost. That's too dramatic. But it just doesn't feel right. And he was telling me, too, the other day, because he had to take off for a couple of days, and he was saying, you know, at 7.15, man, I want to be talking to you. And it's just, you know how you get in a pattern, and this is your life, and this is what you do every day at a particular time? Well, that's where we are. And we're just like four months away from 19 years. Let's hear 25. I think 25 is a good round number, don't you? I like it. PK, thanks for jumping on with us, buddy. We'll be uh, tuning in bright uh, and early tomorrow morning. I'll be there. And then, of course, I'll be there at 2 o'clock to hear the – I saw, man, on Twitter, your ratings. Oh, my gosh, man. They're just through the roof. There – there's a long way between number one and number 27, huh? <laughs> there is a long way. Uh, thank you, Patrick. We appreciate you. Okay. See you, buddy. Yeah. It's our friend Patrick Kinahan, PK, uh, alongside David James, uh, 6 to 10 every single morning, and they've been doing it for a long time. Uh, they had uh, one producer once upon a time that stood above all, but other than that, you know, it's, it's... Scotty. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about Scotty. Terry probably, probably shouldn't insult the boss. Uh, Terry did a good job. Hatched is good, but you know, I was probably better that day. I filled in. <laughs> you know, uh, Jake. He was in the middle of that last answer when all of a sudden my machine went blip and I uh, got disconnected. So you didn't hear what he said about you. That's good. No, did he say something about me? Oh yeah. Well, why? Well, we could have, you know, uh, not noticed that until you just pointed it out. Well, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden it went blip and I didn't hear anything, so I didn't know what was being said. Uh, that's good. But I just uh, reconnected and here I am again. We've got so, sounds of various clips coming up next. Wait till you hear what PK said about you. Stay tuned. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? certainly haven't been shopping for any new shoes and I certainly haven't been spreading myself around I still it's time for sounds of various clips also known as drop of the day here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 the zone 
Gordon, I know that you are a big Lifetime movie fan. I know you uh, tune in, especially uh, uh, around this time of year. Well, there's a new Lifetime movie coming out. It's uh, it's starring Mario Lopez. Yes, that oh Mario Lopez. Mm-hmm. Slater? That guy. Um, and it's called A Recipe for Seduction. Ooh. All right. <laughs> I'm listening. Is this uh, After Dark Buick? Uh, no, no, it's not after. It, it is a romance, uh, though. It, it is a romance. Uh, Mario Lopez starring as Colonel Harlan Sanders. <laughs> this is a, no, uh, not. this is a, uh, a movie, a romance, <laughs> no, it's not. uh, about Colonel Sanders. No, it's not. Starring Mario Lopez. Uh, I'll let, take extra crunchy. Let me, uh. <laughs> Let me just read this description here in the good old New York Post. Deep fried by forbidden flames, sizzling hot and juicy Lopez, (laughs) quaffed with the colonel's unmistakable silver comb-over and well-groomed goatee, steams up the small screen as a saucy chef with the hots for his evil, albeit well-to-do boss's daughter in Lifetime's original mini-movie, A Recipe for Seduction. Wow. Wow. Uh, it, it, apparently, it's a 15-minute romance, uh, a creative collaboration between KFC and Lifetime. It's only 15 minutes? In an effort, yeah, to give consumers the perfect distraction from all things 2020. Nice. That's what it, all, all, I can, all I can say is pass the Crisco. This is, uh, yeah, 15 minutes is what it says here, Austin. And it's not a perfect distraction of anything. No, no. <laughs> um uh, but let's uh, hit me I, with a bus instead of watching this. We figured for today's uh, for today's sounds of various clips. Let's let's check out the trailer. What the hell are you doing? A lifetime original mini movie. You don't answer my proposal, and now you're not answering my call. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook. Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? <laughs> Spare me. We all have our secrets. If you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. I'll take care of this. Ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Premieres December 13th at noon, only on Lifetime. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> it's incredible. Just I hear he has a secret recipe. <laughs> we all have our secrets. I'm watching it. Fact. I am watching that. I'm watching that. You film. are the problem. Why? This. The Real Housewives, you are the reason this garbage happens. Okay, I've never watched Lifetime a minute in my life, and I'm serious about that. But I'm watching that. Why? Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in his steamy love thriller? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Who's not watching that? That's can't miss, man. That is can't miss. And it's only 15 minutes? Okay, but wait. Yeah, we just heard one fifteenth of the show, by the way. You, you've got to, uh, Jake. If you're going to do that, you got to order yourself up a bucket. Oh yeah. Of uh, of good old. Uh, maybe get some mashed potatoes on the side. Maybe a biscuit. We all have our secrets. <laughs> 
my. Do you think Mario Lopez ever looks in the mirror and goes, "This is where this is where my career has taken me." I'm here. <laughs> if my parents are proud. I'm here doing a, uh, a romantic thriller about Colonel Sanders. Harlan Sanders, the new chef. <laughs> Has that uh, has that special uh, seasoning has that thing ever been revealed? The eleven herbs and spices. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, you're kind of a fried chicken connoisseur. Uh, I love fried chicken. That is true. But I I have no idea, Gordon. I don't know if is it like Coca Cola, where it's a super secret recipe and people have been like you, you disappeared over it in the past. I don't know. Hmm. A secret recipe. <laughs> Well, why all of a sudden do I have a powerful appetite for some fried chicken? Because we've been talking about it. Mm. Yeah, sounds good right about it. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. And by the way, I, I think that the purpose of this is to be a joke. Thank yes. goodness. It was Because when I saw it earlier on Jay Catch's Twitter timeline, it was presented as a real movie. In Lifetime, this would not be below them to make this sort of movie. This sort of thing. And yeah. I had to block my coworker Jay Catch. I don't need that stuff on my timeline. Did you really so did they, block did they actually Did they actually yeah. film uh, an episode? Uh, did, they, did, they, did they make even a kind of a, a mock-up of this? Yeah, that's what we just played is the trailer. It, the it, yeah, the it, trailer, but I mean, do they have an actual 15-minute film? Yes, it's airing. It, it just told you when it's airing. What did it say? December 13th. At noon. Okay, but I just thought you said it was a joke. It's, 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 it is a joke, but it is an actual 15-minute production. Right, right. but right. it's not like they're not trying to win the Oscar. They're it's trying like to... an SNL sketch <laughs> to advertise right. KFC. They're trying to get you to eat chicken. Wait, I want to be at the Academy Awards when this wins one. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, man. Some, uh, you know, Robert De Niro up uh, presenting. I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. <laughs> Is that a threat? <laughs> Harlan Sanders, the new chef. The new chef. Wow. It was all downhill when he was 15 years old, wasn't it? it? In, in all those uh, hilarious, I think, KFC commercials where they have different actors playing uh, Colonel Sanders, who was the best? Jim Gaffigan. You like Jim Mostly Gaffigan? because I think he is Colonel Sanders. It's just. <laughs> I liked, uh, what, what's his name? The guy who has uh, the notorious suntan. Who, George, uh, George, uh, no, George Hamilton. Hamilton. George Hamilton, I think. Who's was the my worst? Favorite. Reba McIntyre. Probably, but Reba wasn't that bad. I thought Reba was okay. I did I did like her drawl, her voice. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Nealon well, might have been the best. He was pretty funny. Did Burt Reynolds do it before he passed? I don't think so, but oh. maybe he did. That was a funny ad campaign, though. You I'll tell you this it? much. My daughter watches the movie Sing ad nauseum, as does, I think, your daughter. Uh -huh, she does like Sing. Yep. Uh, and we watch it on the DVR uh, from over a year ago during the holidays. It was on TV. We recorded it. And we have all the commercials memorized at this uh, point. Even. Yeah. And there's a KFC. Howdy, folks! It's dinner time. Yeah. That's we we have that memorized. It works. Marketing. Who at the station thing. would make the best Colonel Sanders? You think? Hans. I don't know. I. Because Hans could describe the chicken like like he could say yeah, finger looking true. good and, or th finger licking good, and actually mean it. That's true, 100% yeah, true. And sell that big time. It would be best if he were actually eating the product while he was doing the commercial. Yeah. I think Gordon would make would have the look down better, though, than Hans. Like, I think we could make up Gordon's face closer to Sanders. To Colonel yeah. Sanders than Hans. 
Certainly both look closer than Mario Lopez. Probably. If that's actually what Colonel Sanders looks like. <laughs> Do we really know anymore? I'm not sure. He was a real person. I know that. But Wasn't I, he from Utah? No, no, no. He no. sold it to the Harmons who were from Utah. Ah. All but right. The, the, but the but the Harmons Kentucky Fried Chicken down on State, and what is it, 33rd or 39th? Is it, that was the original one, right? Yes. We all have our secrets. All right. I wonder, stay- if, were, I wonder if they would film part of it in Utah. No, thanks. Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank hey, you very Jake, much. Jake, was, was, was Hans trying to sabotage our show with this uh, selection of music today? No, I think he yes. actually genuinely likes Fiona I, Apple. I hope not. What's her name, Fiona Big Apple? Hmm. No, it's just Apple. Okay, all right. That's kind of just sort of brought me down today, that's all. Yeah, it hasn't been an uplifter. I'll give you that. But I did big <laughs> thanks to Hans for filling in today on the show for, yeah. for, for a segment. We appreciate Every that. Every one of her songs sounds like you should be walking through the rain in melancholy. Uh, there's nothing happy about any of them. Even the one yeah. that talked about going out and buying shoes. She wasn't happy about it. She said, like, oh, went out and bought some shoes. Yeah, yeah, it just sort of makes you want to go lay down and just sort of, you know, take a stiff drink or something. Some people are, are just into gloomy music, right? There was always that group in every high school that uh, that was into the, the, they were like the, I don't know if goth is still a word or whatever. The still emo a, group? Like, yeah, yeah, where it's just kind of a, a like a, the gloomy, you know, we enjoy the the sadder things in life. I don't know, but there's a, people are just into The teenage music. angst. Yeah, right. But this the takes up the first time. I, the first time I heard a uh, a reference to that kind of music, uh, it was called whiny rock. Back what about uh, early nineties? I was around in the early nineties. I don't remember whiny rock. Is that a thing, Austin? Do you remember that? Uh, I don't. I've never heard that until now. But it does match what that sounds like. Give us an example, Gore. Who is whiny rock? Uh, that remember oh, a good example of that was like the freshman. That song, The Freshman, you remember that? By Verve Pipe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad, sad song. Yeah, terribly sad song. Mm-hmm. But at least it had, you know, a beat and, and, and something that you could tap your toe to, as opposed to Fiona Apple, who just kind of wanders around the keyboard and says, there's a song. When I think of Fiona, Fiona Apple, I think that Apple's had a bite or two taken out of it. Ha-ha! She's rotten to the core. Is that what you're saying? What do you mean? Just bite ticket out. What does that even mean? It's just, it's just, it's not like there's something wrong. She seems fine to me. <laughs> she, no, she does not seem fine to you. Take that <laughs> no, back. The music isn't my cup of tea, but I, I just didn't know what that means. Like, she had a bite taken out of her. What? 
No, it's like you look at an apple and you think, oh, wow, great, a nice shiny apple. And you go over and you look at the other side of it and it's had two, two bites t- taken out of it. Yeah. A common problem at the grocery store. So are you, are you calling her unattractive? <laughs> I've never seen the woman. I have no idea what she looks she like. She can be the most beautiful person ever created, but that's her music, and therefore she's not attractive. I know. I'm just trying to come to grips with the analogy. That's all. I just didn't get it. Uh, it just sounds like a rainy day on mo- or Monday, always bringing me down. Carpenters, Who said that? Huh? <laughs> Carpenters. The, the Carpenters. I, I know. Karen Carpenter. You're a big fan, we know. Uh, going Me? on, uh, uh, no. Very uh, talented, Karen Carpenter was. No, mm-hmm. a- Apple person. No, a- oh, phony Apple. Yeah. Uh, currently going on right now, I, l- I like having two Monday night football games, by the way. Uh, the Steelers on top of the Washington football team, uh, 17 to 10. Second game of the night cap, the Bills at the 49ers. By the way, did we, uh, did we figure out, does anybody owe incriminating audio uh, this week? I know my Chiefs beat uh, the Donks. Who did Gordon have? Uh, Gordon, remind us who you had. I had the Patriots, didn't I? Well, did you? Oh, okay. I no, sure. there's no way that Gordon has waited this long to take the Patriots. That's not a thing. A I, Patri- I had the, the Patriots over the Chargers? Yeah. I had the Saints. No, you had your Titans. I, I, you Gordon, had your is tit- that how you remember That's it? how I remember no. it. And the Titans lost. I don't, oh, I don't look at that look. That way. I remember it. Uh, you Because you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to pick my team, the Titans. Austin goes down in uh, the Survivor Pool picks. Did Gordon lose two? Gordon lost two. Uh, I, Gordon said he had the Patriots. Gordon did not have the Patriots, and you're shaking your head in there like Gordon did not have the Patriots. Who did Gordon I had, have? Okay, okay. I had the Bears over the Lions. Remember, and then he made the joke, Tigers and Bears, oh my. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shoot oh, him. And the Lions somehow won. Wow, so I, I am the big winner this week. This is the first time this has ever happened, that I Gordon, won. Did you just you walk yourself into a loss? Oh, shoot, I thought the Bears won that game. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> no. have the Bears. He was trying to lie to you because he thought the Bears won. Wow. Wow. Now he lost twice. Well, you did. That's two incriminating <laughs> audios right there. Who did Gordon have? <laughs> the Seahawks. Ooh, that's a bad loss, yeah. too. How could the Seahawks lose that game? <laughs> I mean, come on. Jake, we've been sitting here all afternoon going, I don't think he noticed. I don't think he remembered. I really didn't notice. I knew. And then we said, "Let's." Then we said, "Let's make up some." Picks we were going to re-record the segment. Were you really? <laughs> and you both lost. <laughs> then uh, Gordon tried to. Then Gordon lie, and he got caught again. I took the Bears. <laughs> the Bears lost. I, I got it. I got it mixed up. <laughs> See, I'm not a good liar. Uh, that's not. That's why not, you can that, tell all my stories. <laughs> I tell are true. That's not a. It, that's not a bad liar thing. That wasn't like, oh, I'm lying about something and being obvious about it. That's a bad liar in a sense that you, <laughs> you, you lied about something that meant you lost. Oh, that was funny. That's not like, oh, I. Uh, <laughs> that hat looks great on By you. By the way, though. weren't you supposed to take the Raiders? Yeah, the Jets. who won? And we, your and stupid we, producer talked you out of and it. And the Raiders won. Barely. I know, barely. So I still would have won, and you both would have lost. We were so hoping you'd forget about the it whole thing. It was this close. 
I we were this close, Gordon. I would have remembered before Thursday. We should have come we? up with a topic for this segment. Not we the knew NFL. we knew you were going to come around, but we we thought we'd try and fool you. But I you blew screwed it. Up my yeah, we will. I picked the Bears actually. <laughs> All right, then pick, okay. Then, then pick us a pick, pick us the darn incriminating audio you want us to say and leave us alone. I'll have to think about this. Was this maybe, is this three we'll straight this weeks. You've had a whole weekend to think about it. Now is or this, never. No, is, no, no. Is this, is this three straight weeks? It is, it is three straight weeks. <laughs> I can't even lie about it. Oh, Even when you tried to make uh, make it up, you still lost. I picked the Bears. Oh, that's right. You did <laughs> pick the Bears, bad. and they lost. <laughs> and then Jake, I make up some joke to help cover for you, and Jake goes, oh, yeah, that's right. He did say that stupid joke. I thought, well, it sounds like something <laughs> sound, Gordon right? would have said. Yeah, it does sound like something Gordon would have said. Mm. Well, we and, you, and you also. both teased me for picking the Chiefs. That's because, I mean, yeah, come on. If you want to flex about getting your pick right this weekend, you go right yeah, ahead. I will at because you both lost. At least Austin and I take some chances. Okay, Gordon, you can lecture me on many things, but not that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Chalk. <laughs> oh, man. Kansas, sucks. Duke, Kentucky. Oh, what the hey, Michigan State. They're not a one Let's seed. throw them in there. Yeah, they're a two. Roll the dice. That didn't that was surpri- my... didn't you didn't that surprise you though, how uh, that score of Chiefs Broncos? Uh that the Chiefs won? No. No, but it's did you think it was gonna be that close? Uh let's see, what was the final? Twenty two <laughs> to sixteen. I would have uh I would have thought the Chiefs would have put up more points than that, but Yeah. You mean you didn't even watch your game and still won? No, I got to admit, I did not watch the Chiefs Broncos. No, this sucks. I know we're stuck, and he's going to stick it to us too. It's going to be embarrassing. Mm. It's going to be humiliating. Mm. At least I know you have to wash your underwear. Wait, you're supposed to wash your underwear? I think Gordon's might be something about fake news. What do you mean? What, what you... Most of my stuff is fake news. <laughs> oh, can't impugn my credibility. What did I pierce this weekend? Oh, man, know. you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to know. <laughs> How many piercings do you have? Come on. Maybe maybe Gordon's <laughs> will have something to do with a medical procedure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. You mean like our friend Andrew Reinhardt might be attached to it? Or? No, I was more thinking about, uh, you know, maybe some uh, intestinal treatments, that sort of thing. Hi, I'm Gordon Monson, and when you have the runs, trust me. This is the uh, this is the wrong time to be joking about people's medical conditions, I think. Oh, God. I can't even make an enema joke anymore. <laughs> I, can't, that, joke. I can't make an enema not, joke not, anymore. Not under these circumstances. Uh, what circumstances? Inappropriate. <laughs> what does that have to do? I agree. No, no, you've just no more incriminating audio. You blew it, Jake. That was so inappropriate. I'm with Gordon. We can't do incriminating yeah, audio. We, gotta draw we need that at least a two week. Don't we? Yeah, we need a two yeah. week hiatus here to recover so. from your your heartless comment. Well, let's what, put, what, Gordon? Let's put Jay, we're gonna put Jake in the penalty box. I agree. Gordon can make a comment about his chronic constipation. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what. See, Austin, he takes it too far. <laughs> I, take it I too agree. Far. I take it too far. Oh, boy. All right. We'll have more big show coming up. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. We've got everything going on. Oh, 
Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, another Monday comes and goes. Yeah, we talked a lot of football today, talked some jazz as well, but uh, with BYU losing to Coastal Carolina and Utah getting its first win of the season, uh, a lot going on. There is a lot going on. Austin and I were talking about that, how rare it's been this year to have a Monday where we talk about both the Utes and the Cougs. I think it's happened we're, once, and it was that North so- Alabama week. Something to keep an eye on, I think, uh, throughout this week, heading into the weekend, is uh, will BYU be able to bounce back from that extremely disappointing loss? Didn't PK call it uh, the uh, the most disappointing loss in memory by BYU? And uh, what after something like that happens, are you able to, to reassemble the troops and get them out there and plan? the way uh, they need to play. Uh, San Diego State's not great this year, but they're not horrible. So that, that would be a bad way to – remember when BYU got off to the, that uh, undefeated start in 2000 – what was it, 2001, the, Gary Croton's first year, and they were undefeated and they lost their last two games? Yeah, Hawaii and then the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Did, did PK – remind me, did PK mean that in terms of what was on the line? not necessarily Coastal Carolina's caliber that it was disappointing because losing to Toledo last year. No, and I, oh, I think he I, meant I what was on the line. Yeah, no doubt. I think he meant what was on the line. I got you. Okay, yeah. then I'll get on board with that, yeah. Uh, PK was good today, by the way. If you want to check out uh, PK's interview on the show, 1280thezone.com. Uh, Frank Dolce was also on the show. Uh, you can get that in podcast form at 1280thezone.com. He wasn't as uh, grotesquely uh, sucking up to Gordon this week, which is a refreshing change of pace. Yes. It's, it's... Did you did you get to him? Did I get to him? Like, did yeah. I threaten him? No. Okay. I just wondered, you know, because I was kind of getting used to that. <laughs> Were you getting used to it? All right. Well, you know. and if you missed Hans earlier on the show, you missed something Speaking of threats. If you do that again, you beepity beep, I swear we will cut you in half and we will mail you back to your family. We will do (laughs) horrible things that will make your entire family cry on Christmas. Wow. (laughs) Easy. Easy, Hans. What was he referring to there? Uh, uh, Next time he he comes to visit you at your house. (laughs) He's referring to you personally, Gordon. Oh, please. Oh. Uh, He was referring to the lack of response from BYU when they kind of got punched in the mouth and what he would have done in a Hmm. similar circumstance. All right. He basically said he would have high-load the guy and then— You beepity-beep. Threatened him. (laughs) Said he would have tried to end his career and then threatened him in his career. What was he referring specifically? What was it? It Uh, was the play at the end of halftime of the second quarter. quarter, On uh, Zach, the, the one when they were roughing the quarterback up. I mean, if we want to be serious about this, yeah, that's what he was talking about. I thought we'd have a little fun with it and say it was something that it wasn't. Something else, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I Uh, mean, he did threaten to mail someone's body parts home to their family. For Christmas, yeah. If you do that again, you beepity beep, I swear we will cut you in half and we will mail you back to your family. (laughs) That's That's a bit violent, yeah. That's Hans. He means every word of it. All right, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show. Gordon, you have a nice evening. (laughs) On that note, happy evening, everybody. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We will do (laughs) horrible things that will make your entire family cry on Christmas.